back with another edition of the Urban Wire. We're going to try this again. We had technical difficulties the first time, but you know what? We're not going to give up. We're going to strive and jump back in um, with the T-Podcast. So this is episode 10, and today we're going to talk about several topics. And um, as always, we'd like to start off the show with introducing everybody. To the left, we have Mr. Ethan, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me back. Wonderful, wonderful. So how things been going for you? Ready for the holiday season? Uh, what's what's been new new with uh new with you lately? Um not not anything new, just still working and living, but I'm definitely ready for the holidays, coming back and spending it with you guys next weekend. So I'm very awesome. looking forward to awesome. looking forward to that. Yes. Wonderful. And over here is my very beautiful and handsome partner, Jonathan Crockett. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. Wonderful, wonderful. You getting ready for the holiday season? Yes, I am. Awesome, awesome. So um, is, does anybody got anything um, new going on? Anything new to report or anything? Any good news? Yes, some very good news. Yes. Yes. We got a house. All right. Yay. Me and Cynthia. Cheers. Yes, I'm yes. definitely excited about that. Um, I mentioned it last night on the Urban Wire podcast, but I just wanted to mention it again. Um, it just seems like a, it's a really good accomplishment that I felt that um, it, it was, I've always been intimidated by it, but um, I would tell anybody that is thinking about home ownership, you know, definitely look into it. It's not as intimidating as you think it is, you know, just get educated about it. Talk to those that have gone through that prior, you know, that, that, that process to um, see what things to avoid, what things that you need to do. Um, it's, it's not as bad as you think. There's a lot of programs out there. Um, if there's something that you want to do, don't let anybody discourage you for, um, from doing that because, you know, where, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, like I said, there's very, there's a lot of government programs out there. Um, you know, like I said, the sky's the limit. Don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't do anything that you set your mind to. You know what I mean? As long as you, you know you have the the income, the resources, and you're not living up, you know, above your means, it's something that I would definitely encourage people to look into. You know, it's it's definitely a a um, huge responsibility being a homeowner, but if you have the fortitude to uh, take responsibility and to delve into that, into that, I would, I would strongly encourage you to, you know, take, take that leap of faith. Then, If there's yeah. a will, there's a way. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that tonight. Um, we have some really good show, some good uh, topics in our lineup tonight. Um, we're going to talk about a serious topic that I think it, it, it impacts not only the LGBT community, but I think um, people as a whole. Um, I think that suicide um, prevention and awareness is something that we need to discuss because I think um, a lot of people try to shy away from mental illness and um, about suicide. That's just, that's like a big, I don't know, it's, it's almost like a curse word, like nobody wants to say the word, but I think a lot of times we need to um, discuss this because uh, our first story is dealing with Stephen Boss, who was known as uh, DJ Twitch, 
and those who may not know who he is, he was um, a dancer um, and executive producer for the Ellen DeGeneres show. So we're going to get into that. Um, we're going to also talk about marriage equality. We're going to talk about the uh, how Biden has presented legislation to protect those that are um, same gender loving and those those that are part of the LGBT community that are in uh, committed relationships that are married. He has presented legislation to protect those, but there's also some pros and cons to that. So we're going to break that down in our show today. Also, we're going to be talking about um, the AIDS epidemic, and we're going to talk about World AIDS Day, which took place December 1st of this month. We're going to talk about how Biden has also presented legislation or an initiative to kind of end the spread of HIV and AIDS by the end of 2030. And in addition to that, we're going to be talking about the dangers of hookup culture. Um, there was a story that recently came out of Houston, Texas, where a transgender woman was attacked on Grinder, And we're going to talk about how to be safe. Like, I know a lot of people are, um, you know, especially the younger generation, they like to, you know, meet online or all the apps and stuff like that. You know, you know, people still go out, but now it's just an alternative. And we just need to talk about uh, how to be safe when you're doing online dating and hooking up or whatever you're into. So we're going to get into that. And we have a variety of celebrity um, news and topics that we're going to be discussing. Um, yeah, so I didn't know if you guys had anything else that you wanted to add before um, we got started. I know, um, Ethan, I know you mentioned something about um, a particular celebrity that just passed and you you kind of informed us about this particular celebrity and I didn't know anything about it, but do you, you want to go yes, jump into so that? so Miss Christy Alley that just passed away, I had learned from some resources and friends mm -hmm. that told me that she, had, I don't know if a lot of people didn't probably don't know this, but she was a uh, Republican right-wing, uh, extremely homophobic um, conspiracy theorist and I just wanted to bring that to the table and inform everybody that um, just because they're, they're, you know, a beloved celebrity and they did a lot of things in the entertainment world does not mean that they were a, necessarily a good person or necessarily somebody that contributed positively to society. So as sad as it was that she passed, it's, it's something that we can't ignore that, you know, there is a darkness behind that. Yes. So. Yes. And like I always say, you know, um, you know, it, it's, it's really sad. It's like you said, it's very, very um, disheartening when you you grow up and you look at these people as icons or you you admire their body, body of work. And, and you know, um, they're they're working in the entertainment industry and you learn something, figure, you know, learn this about them. And it's very disheartening, um, especially when you idolize these people. So. That just goes to show you that these people are human. They, you know, and, and it goes to show you that Hollywood is all about illusion. Like what you see on the screen is not necessarily who that person is, you know. Um, you know, and as we've seen through the years, like these people have um, very troublesome backgrounds. Sometimes they have a lot, of, you know, many of these people, they, they have issues. They have problems just like the typical everyday person. So I kind of think that we should, 
get out of the habit of idolizing um, individuals because they're on the big screens. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and yeah, that's just, yeah, that's kind of the gist of that. Yeah, unless they make a positive impact yes. in the world outside, outside of, that. of that. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, yes. I think a lot of people don't look at that. You know what I mean? Um, I, I really think that they just look at what they do as far as the entertainment world, but you're not looking at what if they're a humanitarian, if they give back to their community, because there's a lot of people that are in the entertainment industry and they hoard all this wealth. They're very horrible people. And I hate to say this, you know, the world is kind of a better place when there's one less bigoted person here. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't care how much money they have and what their status was or what they did but like if they have those types of attitudes or if they had all this wealth and they they weren't doing anything with that wealth then why are we celebrating these people mm -hmm. so, absolutely yeah definitely i kind of want to change things around because i know we had to restart the show but i want to start off um i guess we could start off with um suicide prevent prevention and then um, we're going to talk about mental health. I think that's something that I, I want to start the show off with that. I, I was going to change things around, but um, I wanted to start off with the story dealing with DJ Twitch. And I know we just opened up and just said that we're going to talk about that. Um, we talked about this last night on the, the Urban Wire podcast, but the reason why I really want to touch on this again, because I feel like, especially in the LGBT community, we there are a lot of um, individuals that deal with mental health issues, especially not being accepted, um, being ridiculed, being um, I don't know, just being ostracized mm -hmm. by society. And it and it takes a very strong-minded person to deal with that rejection and deal with the negativity that society bestows upon our community. And I feel like a lot of times, um, especially with Young people or people in general that are a part of religious families, they don't have feel like they have an outlet or anybody that is like a, or a sense of community that they can go and talk to and reach out to. And I think a lot of times if you're not a strong minded person that can deal with that or that can um, navigate that, it leads to those that think that suicide is the way out. And DJ Twitch he wasn't a part of the LGBT community, but the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of times we kind of gloss over the the um, warning signs of suicide. Like we think that because a person has a lot going for themselves, they have a lot of um, fandom, they have a supportive family, they have a lot of clicks and likes on social media. We think that that person is all well and good and we don't need to check up on them. But a lot of times those people are the main ones a lot of times that that kind of you kind of need to reach out to them to see how they're doing because everything that glitters isn't gold and i think that dj twitch was um definitely a person that um went through this like i think he he probably had a lot of support he definitely had a lot of support because all i heard was good things about him but obviously something must have taken place to where he felt that the only way that he could deal with whatever he was going through was to take himself out. And those of you that don't know who he is, like I said, he was an executive producer on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Um, he was a dancer. He was a performer. Um, he also was um, 
on the the show so you think you can dance so he was well known in the industry he was very talented i had the uh, opportunity to look at you know some of his work and you know some of his uh talent he was very talented um had a very positive just spirit just a, a energy exuding from him and it was just unfortunate that he felt that he had to take his life you know and you know those of you that are going through um thoughts of suicide we're going to put up the number uh for suicide prevention because i think a lot of people um are going through particular things but they don't know who to reach out to and we just want to offer this resource to you um if you know of anybody that is dealing with thoughts of suicide or you yourself is dealing with suicide you can reach out to the suicide prevention hotline by calling them at 1-800-273-TALK, which that is 8255, or you can dial 988 for Suicide in Crisis Lifeline. So we just want to give that um, resource to those that are dealing with that or we know anyone that is possibly thinking about harming themselves or taking their life. So... I didn't know if you guys had anything to add to that story or um, have you been impacted by um, this this negative thing that we call suicide or have you known anybody that has gone through that? Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, we have a mutual friend and uh, it was about five years ago and that mutual friend uh, took his life and it's still... Not a day goes by that we don't think about him, and his memory still, still lives on in our hearts. He was such a good person, but he thought that he was just a drag on society, a drag on his family, and and he decided to go ahead and commit suicide. And wow, it was it was just unfortunate. Wow. So it's just such a smart and genuine person. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And this put me this or uh, Twitch passing away well through via suicide just made me think of Robin Williams, mm. and it was on par with that. Just because he was such a um, just a beacon of light. Mm -hmm. Do you see a lot of parallels between that and DJ Twitch, and even like you know your the friend that you're talking about? Did you see a lot of parallels from what they were saying um, as far as like? Him being a happy and, and you know kind of like upbeat person and did you did you see some yes. of those ones yeah. i sure did wow very popular had a lot of friends yeah yeah and that, and it's just so amazing that how someone could seem like they're surrounded by so many people still feels lonely at the same time like yeah. they, it's like you're in a room crowded full of people and but yet you feel like you're the only person in there mm -hmm. so it's it's something that you you, you just can't take for granted, man. Because I mean, like you said, we've seen it so many times. Like, and then when someone is actually reaching out to you or showing signs of depression or suicidal thoughts, we have to take it seriously. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'd rather it just be something. Well, you know, it wasn't that serious. I'd rather us just take it seriously and just you know just take that chance because it's not worth just kind of just glossing over it and say oh they'll be all right whatever you, you know you know how they are you just you just don't know so mm -hmm. don't take anybody for granted 
You know what I mean? Live your life. You know, don't don't live your life for everyone else. Be you. Be be happy in the skin that you're in, because I think a lot of times people feel like they can't be who they are. And I think that they feel like, you know, if I live in my truth or walk in my truth, that I have to, you know, I can't deal with the rejection. So the only other option that I have is taking myself out. So don't feel you, you got to live for yourself because bottom line, you know, it, it's not about what other people think. It's about you being happy in living your best life. So, yeah. So that's all I had to say about that. So we're going to move on to um, our first story. I wanted to the, um, hand the mic over to Jonathan because we're going to talk about marriage equality. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, Biden just passed um, a marriage equality act that will protect those that are in same gender loving relationships. Um, but we're going to talk about the pros and the cons behind this legislation because everything that, like I said previously, that saying I just said everything that glitters doesn't seem to be gold. And I think that with this legislation, there are some hidden um, agendas with this. So we're going to discuss that. And I'm going to hand the mic over to Jonathan. So I'm going to read this article from the Indy Star, uh, dated December 8th, by Rachel Fredette. And I'm just going to hit a few key uh, points on this. Uh, the Respect for Marriage Act would ensure the interstate recognition of same-sex marriages already performed or those performed in other states. That means if, same sex, if a same-sex couple from Indiana would travel to Illinois to get married, Indiana would have to honor that marriage. The bill would not, however, require Indiana or other states to allow same-sex marriages. Uh, Steve Sanders, a constitutional law professor at IU and an expert on same-sex marriages, said uh, Congress would not have the power to tell states to perform same-sex marriages under the RFMA. And he thinks that there's a fair amount of misunderstanding about what exactly the Respect for Marriage Act does. It makes an important statement, and if it ever needed to actually kick in, it would need uh, to do some important things, but, but it would not, by any stretch of the imagination, simply stand in for what Oberfell does. If Oberfell versus Hodges is overturned, the Indiana law would go back into effect, and this law is pretty much a anti-marriage bill or law that was made in 1997. And uh, recently, the Indiana House Democrats sought to abolish the ban during discussions on amendments to a marriage bill in 2020, but it failed. And the biggest legal question about the RFMA is what the landmark decisions reversal would mean for existing marriages, which Sanders says isn't fully addressed in the possible law. Uh, which was signed in by Biden. Uh, the marriages would be recognized federally according to RFMA. And if overturned, the Supreme Court could state that the decision does not impact the legality of existing marriages. Some states could challenge that by saying such marriages were no longer entitled to legal recognition, but those couples would still have solid a solid case in court. Such couples would have strong legal reliance interest in ongoing validity of their marriages, Sanders wrote in an email. He also believes it is unlikely that the 2015 landmark decision would ever be overturned, but if it is, RFMA would ensure some protections. 
excuse me, quote, the difference that the new Federal Respect for Marriage Act makes is that under those circumstances, Indiana could go back to, excuse me, prohibiting same-sex marriages from taking place in Indiana. What it could not do in the future because of the Respect for Marriage Act is to deny recognition of same-sex marriages that come from other states. The entire Republican delegation, except for Todd Young, Senator Todd Young, voted against the bill and the two Democratic uh, representatives, Frank Mervan and Andre Carson, voted for the bill. Oh, wow. So in layman's terms, um, can you just sum that up for us? Like, do you, So on the surface, this seems like a good thing, but what are some of the loopholes that you believe that are in this piece of legislation? In Indiana and in other uh, states that have anti-gay marriages um, on their books is that any marriage that was performed after the Oberfell court ruling is that the federal government will recognize them. That, that's even those that were done in other states. So let's say you and I got married in Chicago, even though we live in Indiana, that Indiana would have to recognize that marriage. Mm. Now, anything in the future, Indiana would prohibit our marriage and possibly not recognize um, any future marriage if we possibly did it after the Oberfell, if Oberfell is overturned. Wow. So, in other words, what do you think that those that are thinking about possibly um, getting married, what do you think would be the remedy? Let's be honest. Let's just say what would be the remedy for now like if, if you think you think it's just better just to take your chances and if you want to get married, just go ahead and do it now because there's yes. uncertainty yes. that this definitely yeah. wow. Um, because there's no guarantee that that the Supreme Court will um hold or I guess hold the Supreme Court ruling of twenty fifteen. I don't know if that is the actual yeah. wording that I should be using, but um, sorry, my eye is itching. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really think that anyone who really needs to get married should do so now. Wow. And it's unfortunate because again, that would relegate same-sex couples back to second-class status. Yeah. So really, in all actuality, do you, do you feel that um, with do you think this is there's a possibility that the, the Supreme Court could do something that could jeopardize uh same-sex marriage? I think the chances are high, very high. Well, like I said, like if, if you we saw what happened to Roe v. Wade, you know what I mean? Like, so this is it's it's definitely not outside the realm of possibilities. Yes, you know what I mean? And it's a supreme, it's a court decision, it's yeah. it's not actual codified into law so and um the democrats that were in power had every opportunity to do so and they didn't do it well this goes to it goes to speak for the democratic party you know it's a very watered down and weak party i hate to say this um 
You know, they're they're always so quick to try to um, water something down just to appease the Republicans, but the Republicans never do that when it comes to passing legislation that they want to pass. And I just feel like the Democratic Party is not progressive enough for me. They're not. You know what I mean? It's it's. I, I'm very. I, I'll say this. I'm very disappointed in this administration. You know, and it's just like, you know, it, it, everything that's, that that Biden seems to pass, like on the surface, they want to make it seem like he's this, that, and the other, and it's it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But like, it's always watered down. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I noticed about the Democrats today. Like, they always want to bow down and try to coddle the Republican Party. Like, it's just just disgusting to me. Like, you know, yes. these people have, we have voted you in to, um, you know, because we, we and you and you made promises to us and you never deliver. Like, and if you do, it's, like I said, it's always watered down. It's always some type of loophole. Like, we're, we're bad off right now. Like, yes. so, I don't know. So, yeah, I'm glad that um, they've made an attempt, not attempt, actually, it's it's law now, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to use the word attempt to, to try to codify um, marriages into law, but I would hope, I would have hoped that the Democrats would have um, went a lot further um it's taken a strong step though yeah step forward yeah yeah but the fact that it actually got over the 60 vote uh threshold in the senate to avoid a filibuster that was the key to all this yeah and those 12 republicans um i'm not exactly sure if i should use the word commend but um, it's a step forward. It's not perfect. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it. Yeah. I'm hoping that we can do better in the future. Yeah. Um, and we'll continue following this story. Um, like you said, it's, it's something that just have, it's just been signed into law. So we'll see what happens in the future, um, especially in this upcoming year. So, yeah, we'll just keep an eye out on it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to our next story. Um, This next story is dealing with um, the uh, unfortunate event that took place at the Q nightclub in Colorado. Um, Those of you that have been following this story, this has just been a very devastating blow to the LGBT community. Um, This, 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 monstrosity of an act took place at the end of the month um last month and it was just very unfortunate and actually it happened like right after we did our last tape so we weren't able to cover it like literally right after we we ended our broadcast like in episode nine we learned that this took place so i really wanted to do this story justice and at least touch on it because i think this is a very um huge huge deal like this is something that really impacts us and and even in 2022 we're still dealing with the same old same old we're still dealing with 
these people like i it, i don't know even know where to go it's so many directions we can go with this you know um and there's an article by um, NPR that I wanted to touch on really quick where a judge actually warned us that this, this individual um, was a threat. He posed the threat. Like um, Anderson Lee Aldrich, he was in, um, he was indicted last year and they were saying how um, he was involved in the um, kidnapping case in 2021, but the, a judge dismissed the case though, and they were saying that they believed that he he definitely had um, signs of mental illness, and they just dismissed it. Like they didn't try to get him any help, they didn't try to hold him accountable for what he did. You know, they just said whatever. You know what I mean? And I felt like if they would have taken this serious seriously from the beginning. We wouldn't even be dealing with this this shooting that took place. So um, this article is entitled, A Judge Had Warned That the Club Pew Mass Shooting Suspect Posed a Potential Threat. Um, this is out of Colorado Springs, and it reads as such. A judge dismissed the 2021 kidnapping case against the Colorado gay nightclub shooter, even though she had previously raised concerns that the defendant stockpiling weapons and explosives and planning a shootout court trans transcripts obtained Friday by the Associated Press revealed. Relatives including the grandparents who claimed him uh, to who have claimed been kidnapped had also been had also told Judge Robin Shittum in August of last year about Anderson Audrick's struggles with mental illness during the hearing at which the judge said that Audrick needed treatment or, quote, it's going to be so bad, unquote, according to the court documents. Yet no mention was made during the hearing this July that the suspect's violent behavior or status of any mental health treatment was evident. Um, Shittum, who also received a letter late last year from relatives of Aldrich's grandparents warning that the suspect was certain to commit murder if freed, granted a defense attorney's motion to dismiss the case as a trial deadline loomed and the grandparents had stopped cooperating. So, in other words, they knew that this person posed a threat. They knew that this was inevitable and they knew that this person was bound to carry this out. So, I feel like someone needs to be held accountable because all these lives are gone now because the court's lack of considering that this person was deemed a threat. I just really feel that someone needs to be held accountable for this. This is just disgusting. The grandparents obviously didn't give a damn. You know, he had to learn this behavior from someone. You know what I mean? And I just feel that, um, like you were mentioning to me, Jonathan, that the um that the grandfather said that he was only concerned about his grandson not being gay right um he was interviewed by a, a local um local media outlets at colorado springs i think yeah and um the first thing that he pretty much said was that i'm so glad that my son's not gay and the reporter brought up well he shot you know, 
X amount of people. And it's almost as if it, it, he didn't care. All he cared about was the fact that his son wasn't gay. Disgusting. Just very disgusting. disgusting. Yeah. But on uh, on the positive side of this, he has been charged with 305 counts, including charges of first-degree murder, attempted murder um, of the first degree, and assault, and bias-motivated crimes causing bodily injury. I'm going to be honest with you. Um... I believe that I believe in the death penalty. I don't think that it's something that should be uh, exercised regularly, but I feel like this is a case that it needs to be utilized. If we're going to have death penalty, it should be utilized to take animals like this out. And I feel like, I, I mean, I know this guy's over the age of 18, but I think that the grandparents should be scrutinized. I think they need to be called to the carpet and they need to be exposed because they created this monster. In my opinion, they created yes. this monster. And, you know, I just, I'm just a strong believer that people aren't born to hate. I believe that it's something that is instilled in you, especially to this magnitude where you feel that um, you can go in and just take people's lives because you're not happy with yourself. And I know that you were mentioning too, Jonathan, that um, his, his defense was trying to use trying to play play the gay community against itself. Yes. And put out the narrative that he was actually a part of the community. But didn't you say that they kind of slipped up too in some of the proceedings and they used yeah they didn't in his, use, yeah. In, yeah in, in his first arraignment um they tried to say that he was non-binary and that he used they them pronouns. And in um in another hearing um I'm. I believe that the his defense attorneys um, slipped up, and they they were using he him pronouns. Hmm. However, I don't think that that was a slip up at all. I think that that is actually right on the money that he is, you know, a um, cisgendered homosexual. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: Do you think? Let me ask you this. Do you think that he was hiding his sexuality or do you think he's actually heterosexual? Um, as of or right now, he, I don't want to speculate. Yeah. it's not, To me, it sounds like repression. Like he's probably repressing it and like, you know, because obviously his family is very homophobic that he felt the need to express that by committing Mass murder. I think honest. that's possible. And let's yeah. be honest with you. I'm not trying to throw judgments or throw shade, but honey, look at him. Like I, I really feel that um more so than anything, he was a piece of crap. He came from a piece of crap family, and in looking at him, he's not much to look at. I'm not trying to throw shots or throw judgment, but I think he was dealing with self-hatred all around. So I really feel like it, it was just a perfect storm of of things that caused this to happen. So yes. um, we're going to continue following this case. Um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I just felt like we had to at least um, tackle this subject because um, we weren't able to address this after our live um, taping last time. And I feel like this is something that we need to discuss. We need to start challenging hate. 
We need to start um, calling people to the carpet and we need to take it serious. Like we know people that are out here that are spewing certain things. You need to, somebody knew something, you know what I mean? And I don't, I feel like a lot of times people just overlook things and they, they just ignore them warning signs. So this is just an example of why we need to just stay vigilant and stay on top of these things. All right. We're going to move on to our next, we're going to quickly move on swiftly and professionally. Um, We're going to talk about world AIDS day. Now, um, those of you that don't know, um, World AIDS Day took place this month, um, December 1st, and unfortunately, we're still dealing with this um, epidemic that has been plaguing us for over 40 years. And fortunately, there have been advancements in treating this um, virus or treating this um, epidemic, but I feel that more needs to be done. And luckily, I will say one thing that Biden's administration is doing right is they're addressing um, this 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 epidemic and they're putting in measures or they're, they're putting in initiatives to where they're trying to stop the spread of HIV and AIDS by 2030. So um, I think they're, that's a good thing. They're reaching out to populations where we traditionally don't think that are affected by HIV and AIDS. And those are um, some of those communities are um, cis hetero women or young girls. Um, and I think that that's something that we, we overlook. We just think that men that have sex with men are, um, are the ones that are primarily impacted by that. But I think there's various communities. It's, it's a virus that doesn't discriminate. And I will say that um, it's really good that he's actually starting to look at things from a non-conventional point of view. And um, according to this article written by CNN Health um, that's entitled On World's AIDS Day, Biden administration releases new global strategies to end HIV and AIDS by 2030. It um, reads as such. Um, on On World AIDS Day, the Biden administration renewed its focus on ending the HIV AIDS epidemic by 2030 by releasing a new five-year strategy for the United States global response. The administration said Thursday it's accelerating its, its response to HIV AIDS with a new global with new global goals, including reaching key treatment targets across ages, genders, and population groups. Um, supporting these targets. They plan on reducing new HIV infections and closing the equity gaps for certain groups of people, including adolescents, adolescents, adolescent girls, young women, and children. Quote, this is a quote from um, the, the administration. Our work is not done. HIV remains a serious threat to the global health security and economic development. Um, this was a quote given by the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, and he wrote in the new strategy that, quote, our progress can be easily derailed if we lose our focus or conviction or fall um, fall to address the um, inequities that may be fueled by stigma and discrimination and punitive laws that stand in our way. So 
this is very important because he mentioned something that I feel like we don't talk about enough is stigma behind HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is going to be a key thing to end the spread of this virus. And like he said, I'm glad that they're reaching out to communities that are often overlooked. So I really commend this administration on doing that. So I just want to bring that up. Um, since World AIDS Day was this month, I would just still tell people to protect yourself, get educated. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of preventative uh, measures out there. Um, and there's a lot of good good um, news as far as HIV treatment is concerned. There's um, a lot of advancement. So I really feel that this generation has it a lot easier than previous generations because it was definitely an eight, it was a death sentence at one point. But luckily, um, that's not the case anymore. Um, you know, you just have to get educated. There's no reason why we this virus should be spreading still. So we just have to uh, reach out to these different communities. We have to, to educate ourselves and we have to take prevention seriously. And just yes. know your status. You know, if you are positive, there are resources out there. You know, it's, it's no shame in knowing that you are positive. It's, the shame is knowing that you're positive and you're not um, doing anything about it or trying to prevent that's that. right so that's, that's all i want to end on that i don't know if anybody else had anything to say about that or i don't that's cut and dry yeah all right let's move right on along it's getting late i know we're getting tired so we're gonna that's uh, my bedtime <laughs> yeah so we, we're just this is this is what we call dedication we're dedicated to you guys that's you know? right we had to redo this all over again. Like we were like 40 minutes in, but and realized that the mic wasn't even cut on. But anyways, we're not going to dwell on that. So um, the next story I wanted to talk about is um, there was a politician, um, a Florida lawmaker um, charged with COVID relief fraud. And those of you that have been following um, the news dealing with um, the Don't Stay Gay bill, I believe he was like the, the author of that bill. He was. Yeah, so he's been called into some, you know, this person that's supposed to be so moral and su- supposed to be an up, upstanding, excuse me, citizen has been called up into fraud. So we're going to delve into this article by CNN Politics. Um, federal prosecutors announced charges Wednesday against a Florida state representative who allegedly swindled thousands of dollars in coronavirus relief funds from Small Business Administration. Mm-mm-mm. State Representative Joseph Harding obtained more than $150,000 in SBA loans by lying on his loan applications, according to the news release from the Justice Department. Prosecutors allege Harding listed dominant, I mean, dormant, I'm sorry, oh Lord, hooked on finance, dormant business <laughs> entities on his applications fabricated the numbers of people he employed and submitted uh, fake bank statements. Harding, who is 35 years old, is set to go to trial for charges of wire fraud, money laundering, and making false statements um, according to the DOJ. A wire fraud conviction carries a maximum of 20 years in prison while money laundering and making false statements carry a maximum of 10 years and five years, respectively. His trial is set for January 11 in Gainesville, Florida. So, yeah, he was the one that um, 
put out this legislation, but it's kind of funny that someone that is supposed to be so moral and upstanding is a hypocrite, you know? Um, but like you said, these, these people that are so uh, right-wing and, and God-fearing and stuff like that, they pick and choose what um, morals apply to them. So I just thought it was kind of funny that he's being exposed. And I feel like this year has been the year of ex exposure, especially with this um, bigoted party. You know, there's been several people that have uh, been openly um, against the LGBT community, but they are being exposed right and left. So I really think this is a good thing that this disgusting individual is being exposed for the creep that he is. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Yep. It's always that they have to uh, kind of like shake the keys mm. in order to uh, divert your attention from the real problem. Don't, yeah. You know, don't pay or. What's the saying from the Wizard of Oz? Don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Behind that curtain, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, so we're going to move right on along. Um, our next story that we're going to to tackle, we just got a couple more stories. Left. We're going to do a couple quick um, entertainment-related stories. We're going to talk about a, sip, uh, 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 a serious topic. We're going to change gears for a quick second. And we're going to talk about the dangers of hookup culture. Now, we already know, let's just keep it 100. This is the LGBT, we talking about T, we talking about LGBT lifestyle. We know the, we know all the apps. We know Grinder. We know BGC, mm -hmm. which I call AKA BBC. We, we know um, Scruff. We know all of them. But a lot of times, I think, especially we get on these, these applications, meeting people, you know, um, I'm not saying everybody on there is getting on there and spreading it wide and busting it open, which ain't nothing wrong with you, whatever that's your thing. <laughs> but I feel like um, on these applications, we have to be careful and be mindful that people get on here and they can present themselves as anything, any any way that they want to. Mm -hmm. You know, if people do that in person, like you can go to a bar and still deal with that phenomenon, but it's even worse online because these people can hide behind a, um, an anonymous profile and be anything that they want to be. And they can pre present themselves in any way that they want you to be. They can sell you a bill of goods. And the thing about it is you don't have that luxury of looking that person face to face and looking into their eyes and being able to see if that person's genuine or not. So we have to really be careful when we're on these apps. Um, look it, for the signs. Look for the signs. Look for the signs. Look yeah. for the inconsistencies. If a person is telling you something, and then five or ten minutes later, they're telling you something that's contradicting. You better run for the hills mm -hmm. you, because these are people. These there are people out here. We've done shows um, dealing with this topic in the past. Um, I know we talked about a, a couple stories. I think we talked about a story a couple months ago on the T podcast about um, this guy meeting up with this one guy. He ended up getting robbed. Mm. Yeah, and um, another story where. Uh, and it took place right here in Indiana. Okay. And then there was another one where the um, guy got online and he claimed that he didn't know that the guy was a, a man, which I strongly believe. I, I don't believe yeah, I that. that. Yeah. And he committed murder and got off because yes. he, he played that, 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 that card. That was in Virginia. Virginia. That took place in Virginia. So all I'm saying is 
you know, we got to be careful about who we're meeting online. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot of gay men, they get caught up into these quote unquote straight acting men or straight men. Those are the men that you better be careful against the most. Like if we haven't learned anything, even dealing with Jeffrey Dahmer, and that took place almost over 30 years ago, mm. it still hasn't changed. These people are still out here preying on innocent people or people that are naive. So don't be that person that is so naive that you overlook the signs because you are so thirsty for a piece of tail or a, a, a piece of uh, uh, you looking for a uh, piece of hot dog on a bun. <laughs> Uh, 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 you know what I mean? You don't don't be so don't be so quick to overlook the signs. You know what I mean? Yes. We have a story, and I'm trying to pull this up really quick. That came out of Houston, Texas, where a transgender um woman was uh, murdered by someone on Grinder, and this is from the Houston Chronicle, and it's entitled the Houston. A Houston man charged with a hate crime accused of using a grinder app to rob, assault, and kill a transgender woman. Um, this article reads, a man from these pop-up ads. Give me a quick second, guys. All right. While I'm pulling this up, um, tell me, what do you guys think about hookup culture? Okay, here it is. Okay, but we'll, we'll get to you guys in a minute. A man from Houston is in custody on federal hate crimes um, after being charged um, for and being accused of using the Grinder app to mislead and assault a transgender woman. Okay. This is really ticking me off with this, with this article. These pop-ups keep coming up. I don't even know what the purpose of these. Some of these websites having these articles, and they have all these ads on them to where you can't read them. Okay, um, Salai Alamud, twenty-eight years old, is charged with committing a hate crime kidnapping and possessing a firearm during a crime of violence according to the u.s attorney's office the assault is to believe is believed to have been motivated by hate yeah i'm gonna have to skip this this article i don't know what's why i keep doing this um but I'm going to ask you guys, what do you feel about hookup culture? Let's do it like that so I can um, try to get this ad, this this, this uh, article up. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I, I respect hookup culture for what it is and what we, you know, how long it's been. I mean, it's been around, you know, even in the, the heterosexual community, too. It's doesn't matter what your gender is like, you know, people are going to find ways to have fun, but you, at the same time, you have to like, you have to be really careful. You have to be, uh, you know, really looking at the signs, the red flags of like, can this, can you trust this person to, you know, come into your space or can you trust them enough to go into their space? Yes. Um, what do you prefer based off of your settings for your own safety? Do you prefer to, you know, meet up with somebody, at their 
at their house or, you know, meeting up with somebody like in not or in, in a public setting first before. So that way you get to kind of know what they're about first. Like there's a lot of different ways that, you know, you can safely go about, you know, hooking, hooking up and yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think? Or Well, if it's all cut and dry, um, you have to put a lot of trust in, or each person has to put trust in each other mm -hmm. that you are going to accomplish your goal. And there are people out there that just have, um, I guess, nefarious thinking that um, they don't have that, that same goal. Mm-hmm that one person does and that could just end up leading to disaster. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, sometimes uh, the other party is really, really good at deception. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully um, there's always a good outcome. Yeah. But sometimes that's not the case. It's not the case. And, and it goes without saying, like, you, you can say no. Yeah. <laughs> like, if something turns south, if you don't feel right in any situation, Absolutely. say no, leave, okay. leave, walk away. Okay. I have this ad. I had a different ad um, pulled up about the situation. So I'm just, we're just going to read this ad. I just wanted to talk about this situation because um, I think it, it feeds into what um, we need to be out here pushing. Mm -hmm. Um, this this is from ABC 13, um, and it's entitled Man Accused of Pistol Whipping Trans Woman Then Being Involved in a Road Raid Incident Incident Days Later. Um, this took place in Houston, Texas. A Houston man is being accused of pistol whipping a transgendered woman um, on August 29th, and then three days later, pointing a gun at a couple during the road rage incident that ended in a short police chase. Um, Salai Alimud, I believe that's how you say it. Um, he was 28 years old and he is being accused of um, robbing a trans woman at gunpoint, pistol whipping her and stomping, stomping on her. Court documents state that the man intentionally targeted the woman based on her sexual orientation and gender identity. The victim did not want ABC 13 to use her name, but said that she clearly identified herself as a transgender to the man and when they agreed to meet up. However, he immediately became hostile after arriving at her Southwest, Southwest Houston apartment, she said. According to the records, Alamu arrived at the victim's apartment and it was about 1.30 p.m. that day and he followed her into her bedroom. That um, that's when he allegedly pulled out a dark colored pistol, pointed at her, and demanded her demanded her money. He said, "You are a demon like the other ones. You are a demon because of my religion." She recalled, and I'm like, "I'm not a bad person. You're on grinder trying to find trans women. What's the point? Please leave me alone." After the victim told the man that she did not carry cash, he hit her with the gun multiple times, causing her to fall to the floor, she recalled. Alimud um, then reportedly continued to assault the victim by stomping on her face and oh, torso. God. 
When he asked the victim for money, she told him that it was in her purse in the living room. When he went to the living room, she made a run for it. He told me to wait in the bedroom. And of course, I I thought not. I thought not. When he went to the living room, I went running out screaming, help, help, help. The student, I mean, not the student, Lord. The victim was left with uh, multiple injuries to her face and arms but managed to escape. When the um, neighbors reportedly saw Alamu drive off in a red Dodge Charger with black stripes. Then on September 1st, Alamu was apparently driving with the same red car when he allegedly assaulted a, a couple downtown by pointing a gun at them inside their car. Initially, I thought it was just a, a case of bad road rage, recalled John Avila, who was um, in the car with his wife, Veronica. But at that point, you realize that it's much more serious. Um, Avilas, Avilas um, who owns a store in Henderson and came just off of Washington Avenue, were driving home and they were confronted by Alamud on Congress Avenue. Um, not only did he point the gun at us, but he pointed the gun at all of the people around us as well, the couple said. The uh, Avilas couple said they called 911 and followed Alamud until the police could get to the scene. I think everyone in Houston is sick of this happening, so we're trying to make sure that this guy gets caught, John Avila said. Alamud led Houston police on a brief chase before he was arrested without further incident. Then on Tuesday, a separate group of police investigators were able to pinpoint him to the transgender's assault case he was then charged in that case as well and he is currently in harris county jail on a hundred thousand dollar bond so this guy is obviously a menace to society so my 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 main question is why does he even have a bond mm -hmm. like and i know there's going to be people that's going to probably have that because they always have this type of um narrative that oh well maybe she tried to trick him, but obviously I don't believe that was the case because I, I believe that he tried to rob her and he was just a menace. You know what I mean? Like the way that he was going around pointing the gun and, you know, assaulting other people. This mm -hmm. guy was just a menace to society. And luckily this animal has been taken off the street. But this goes to show you that there are people that are on these, these sites that are in these app, apps that are targeting Mm -hmm. people in our community and that's why i am a strong believer in um i'm a strong believer in um the second amendment i believe that gay people need to always be armed with i don't care if it's definitely a gun if you can carry or you're allowed to carry or you you know in a position that you can um carry get you, go get you some mace get you a knife get something especially when you're hooking up with these people online or you meeting people online or even when you're out and about because there are people that are out to kill us. There are people that, that mean us harm and they don't care about us. They don't look at us as human beings and they, mm -hmm. they will take us out if they can. You know what I mean? If, if the people that are in make pass this legislation don't look at us as anything, you know, the average Joe on the street definitely is not going to care about us. You know, we have a lot of allies, but we have just as many, if not more, people that are out here trying to target and kill us. 
So that that is why that you have to take it into your own hands to protect yourself and be smart when you're out here. Yes. So, yeah. Yep. 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 So we're gonna move on. We got a couple more quick stories um, with involving the entertainment world. Um, the first story is you remember we talked about this a couple shows back about um, Todd and Julie Chrisley, yeah, and they're due to begin their prison sentences in January. So, um, according to Yahoo Entertainment, um, these they're beginning their um, sentence on January seventeenth at noon, and they will have to report to federal facilities. That day by noon, according to CBS News, who obtained the documents filed by the U.S. Marshal's Office. So uh, they will be at a minimum security camp of 339 inmates while his wife, who is 26 year, who, who his wife of 26 years is due to uh, be about 130 miles east of the federal correction institution in Mariana. The medium security prison there has a, an adjacent minimum security satellite camp, which holds up to 1,222 inmates, and it's not clear which one um, will house Julie. So those of you that don't remember, um, on November 21st, Todd was sentenced to 12 years behind bar, bars, and Julie uh, has received a sentence of seven years after being convicted in June of having inflating their net worth to secure more than 30 30 million dollars in loans and having their having underpaid their taxes for years so yeah it's going to be interesting to see what you know what happens or what unfolds but i don't think their their quality of life is not going to be impacted you know what i mean i agree it sounds like a slap on the wrist to me yeah pretty much mm -hmm. so yeah i just thought i'll bring that up um, in other celebrity news, um, we have had several people in the um, entertainment industry pass this year, and it's just been really um, sad that we have lost a lot of people. Let's just go through a couple people um, that have passed away this year. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, and this just seems like this was so long ago, I can't believe it. It seems like it was like a year ago, more than a year ago, that we lost Bob Bob Saget, but we lost him this year. Um, I'm just going down this list: um, Ronnie Spector, um, Meatloaf, um, Sidney Poitier, um, Louis Anderson. Um, and I, I'm gonna tell you, Louis Anderson. I I hadn't heard from him in years. I had already thought he had passed because he he kind of fell off the radio radar for a long time. So I was kind of mm -hmm. surprised. When they said that he had passed, because I hadn't heard from him in years. Um, um, Chelsea, Chelsea, um, Christ. Um, let's see who was on. Who else was on here that I recognize? Uh, Tracy Braxton. Yeah, she's one of the Braxton sisters that passed away due to cancer. Um, just strolling through here to see who else. Um, Tom Parker. Um, yeah, it's just been a lot of people we lost. Like this is a list of over how many they said over a hundred, I believe. Let me go back. It's been quite a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just it's just sad. But I think a lot of times we kind of, um, oh yeah, even the rapper Coolio, I forgot about him. 
But it just goes to show you that these people are, in, you know, they're mortal just like everyone else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? These, you know, and it goes to show you like your time can come at any, any at any moment. So that's why we just all have to live our life to 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 the fullest. That's just the main thing I want to get out of that article. Um, Prince Harry blames Meghan Markle's miscarriage on stress over tabloid lawsuit. Uh, quote: I watched the whole thing. So they're dealing with that right now. Um, they've been going through a lot of ridiculing in the news and the media ever since they got married. So I didn't even know that Meghan Markle had a miscarriage. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't know either. So that's news to me. So, you know, our hearts and our minds and you know our prayers are going out to that family because I know they're going a lot through a lot with that family and I you know it, it's just it's a mess with the royal family and I don't you know whatever <laughs> we spend another hour talking about that. exactly yeah exactly <laughs> um also in the in the news um Laverne Cox surprises a transgender man who has never met another trans person so that's really good to hear um this took place on the Ellen two original show entitled fearless with ashley ram where um they saw a moment that a um that ricky a 25 year old transgender from kansas city missouri met another trans person for the first time and that person was the actress laverne cox cox who broke the ground for transgender people was an emmy nominated performer on the hit netflix show orange is the news new black shared her story with Ricky. Ricky transitioned just over a year ago and has been working on his confidence. And after learning that Ricky still has surgery left to complete on his own journey, Cox had something else to share with him. We're going to give you $10,000, Cox told the uh, an emotional and thankful Ricky, to help in any way that you need to further your journey. So this is very 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 uplifting story yeah very touching yeah and i think it takes people like that you know laverne cox has always been a a positive role model in the community and she's been a very outspoken person as far as trans um people's rights are concerned so this is a wonderful thing i'm I'm glad to hear that um let me see what else is in the news roseanne barr Roseanne Barr's daughter says that she received threats over her mom's comments. So um, Roseanne Barr's racist comments about the former Obama official Valerie Jarrett have cost her a job and a TV show. They're also making a life pretty difficult for her daughter, Jennifer Pentland. The 42-year-old Pentland, whose father is the comedian's first husband, Bill Pentland, spoke to Hawaii's news about the fallout over her mother's controversial comments about Jared. Barr has defended herself against the accusations of racism, saying that she didn't realize that Jared was a black woman. When she referred to her offspring as um, as, as the offspring of the Muslim Brotherhood in the Planet of the Apes. After that, ABC canceled her Roseanne boot, reboot in response. So, you got to be careful about what you do because a lot of times that stuff can rub off on your kids and your kids probably are not even like that. You know what I mean? Like sometimes kids can come out of, of homes like that and they don't necessarily adopt those same principles or those beliefs, but 
it's just, just just an example that how she really didn't care. She didn't realize that her actions impacted so many people. Like she didn't even care how the her actions impacted the people that were on her show. So it's you know a lot of people they just people are selfish today. You know, and they don't they don't really care. And unfortunately, this is what happens. They don't have any consideration even for their own family. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Um, I think that's all I have. I had an article about child. This article was about 97 cool gifts that you're going they're going to sell out this December. But honey, I'm looking at this article. It's like this is just pretty much them trying to sell stuff and yeah. trying to yeah, oh, so, sponsored. Sponsored, yeah. I've been roped in a couple of those. Yes. <laughs> Clickbait. Clickbait. Yeah. But I believe that's all. We're going to wrap this show up. We just wanted to do something really quick. Um, at least give you guys something. Um, we'll possibly be back pretty soon. But we got some interviews that are coming up that I'm trying to set up now. So 2023 is going to be a really good year. Um, we'll see how next week goes. We might give you a little surprise uh, podcast next week. I don't know yet. We'll probably jump on and say happy holidays to everyone. But I didn't know if you guys had anything to say before we wrap up. <clears throat> I know Johnson's sitting over here like he's about to fall out of his chair. <laughs> and I ain't about to come over there and help you up now. <laughs> you know, I love you, but baby, I don't know if I can help you up if you fall out of that chair. All I got to say is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Be safe. Be Ooh. safe. I know y'all heard that pop. I'm telling you, with that I'm telling you, if you had some good wine and you, you drunk that wine and it was so sweet and, 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 and so tender like the name of Jesus, it just makes you want to pop your mm-hmm. lips, baby. That's mm-hmm. what that was. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of what we were drinking, what were you drinking on earlier? I know we talked. Oh, uh, we recently named it the Crockett Chocolate Cocktail. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And cocktail. it's mm-hmm. like my favorite thing now. So. <laughs> Cocktail. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Cocktail. Okay. <laughs> Be good. Cocktails. Okay. And then Jonathan, <laughs> what were you know, we were drinking um some peach bubbly Chardonnay. Was it Chardonnay? No, it's Moscato. Moscato, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Man, you're brought to you by Myers Food. Like, honey, they Myers <laughs> has some of the best. Oof. Baby. And I know they say Aldi's has some good wine, but uh Myers has some good wine too. It did, yeah. yeah they it, did. It, it didn't disappoint. But, yeah. Good to the last drop. <laughs> I'm gonna give me another bottle of that, child. Yeah. So, well, two bottles if I'm coming. <laughs> right. Make it two. <laughs> Oops, excuse me. Oh, this is like the residual effects of this good wine. So that's right. All right. Well, we're gonna jump up off here because we're all like. We're more drunk, drunk off of sleepiness than the wine itself. So we will be talking to you soon. Everybody be safe out there. Have a safe and wonderful holiday. Um, like I said, if, you know, just learn to love and accept everyone in your family. You know, even if you don't agree with them, but just just treat people as human beings. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You don't want, I don't know. You, you just don't want to be in a situation where someone you love is no longer here and you're unable to make amends. So 
you know, put put these little petty differences aside and just learn to love those that are around you and just learn to be kind to one another because you don't know one one negative thing that you could say to somebody could take somebody over the edge and you don't want that on your conscience. So until then, just, you know, let's love one another, be safe out there, and we will talk to you soon.